What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. And CandidCo.com slash HAM for $75 off. Candid's aligners straighten your teeth. By GetRoman.com slash HAM. And by SeatGeek, promo code HAM, 10 bucks off. Now to the segment. Sam Darnold's interception. One of the worst intercepts. You said last week, I don't know who it was that said he's got some Jameis in him. Jameis was better today at not being Jameis. Although Jameis did have an, uh, like a fumble. I think they ruled it a fumble. Did you see that where he just the ball just came out of his hand? And then after he released the football, he got hit and like his feet went up in the air. It was just pretty funny looking. But Darnold's interception, it's second down and goal at the two-yard line with a couple minutes left in the first half, maybe less than a couple minutes left in the first half. Two-yard line, he does a good job, like gets away from some pressure, under duress, or no one uses except when they're talking about quarterbacking, goes to throw the football and then like push it, like shoves it up, just up in the air towards the goal line. It's there's no way it's going to happen. Was out of it was it worse than the Mayfield pick last week against the Patriots? I think it was because the Mayfield pick was a function of just here's the play, I pitch the ball. And it got blown up by the guard, got smoked, so the defensive lineman was right there. Did you not see this one yet? No, I will type it. No, in. somebody actually tweeted it at us and said, "Did Sam Darnold just kill a baby?" This was after I texted you about it. I'll find it and send it to you. I'm sorry. I thought you saw this one already. I would have sent it to you because you have to see it to properly react to this play. I'm watching now. Watching okay. now. Okay, he gets. From first viewing, it looks like the guy kind of grabs the back of his arm so he couldn't release. Yeah, I think he for a split second thought he was going to be able to get the arm motion going. Then he realizes the guy's kind of taking him back and he's fucked. Like he, what he should have done. What what down, was that first down? Second down and goal at he, the two. He, yeah, he should have just ate, eaten it and yes. taken the sack. It's awful interception. Have the Jets thrown their hat in the ring for Brown's level dysfunction? You could argue. Now, they don't have anywhere near the talent of Cleveland, right? But their dysfunctional stretch of 
firing a GM, hiring a new GM right before the season. Then Sam getting mono. Then all the trade shit happening with their players. Where Jamal Adams this week went on record as saying, yeah, I talked to Chris Johnson, but I still refuse to talk to the coach and GM. I don't, I'm not ready for that yet. He's their best player on their team. To Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. To the Colecchio Semley debacle. Have you seen read some of that shit? Where yeah. today the NFLPA yeah. tweeted out that that even the league's own network was pushing propaganda and false information. Like yeah. I was like, damn, that's that was about Kalechi, right? Am I on? Yes, that no, you're they, correct. Yep, that's what it was about. Didn't you think like, whoa, that's yeah? I get they kind of at odds about some shit, but that's a direct fuck you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, who who are they calling out? Rap sheet or silver? My fr- yeah, my first thought was like <laughs> rap sheet. Silver's got some. Silver's had some of that too. Uh, that's a problem. And it's kind of, to me, that's their biggest issue because they are like, Douglas, they asked Joe the other day, like, what's the issue? He's like, yeah, it's not an ideal situation. Like, it's just pretty ugly. You know, Kletchy's kind of a weird dude, but he's kind of just basically saying that you guys are fraudulent and you guys are not really denying it. If anything, you're kind of like the equivalent of suing him for it because they keep fining him for not showing up. And he's like, I'm fucking hurt. You don't see it very often in the NFL. Like that level of where it's gotten, and then today to lose to the Dolphins, I would lose even be kind of a soft word. It kind of felt like they were getting their ass kicked, didn't it? Whenever I'd see the game, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they so now because one thing I I texted you was is this is going to be kind of painful when the Dolphins have to trade something to flip from like two to one with somebody, maybe the Jets. Because whoever's at one is going to not – potentially you've got – like if the Jets are drafting first with a quarterback, that's going to be a really valuable position to be in. Uh, now, the Bengals haven't won a football game, so if they get that spot, they'll just probably draft a quarterback. Washington, if they have the number one pick, they're not drafting a quarterback. Atlanta, sneaky, has one win. And you keep waiting for them to just pick up a couple more. So it might be a little early for this, but – it doesn't feel like Miami's got too many wins in them. It doesn't feel like the Jets have too many wins in them. And the Browns have two wins, so they're in the mix here. Like, we've just got the potential for the Dolphins tanking a season and having to trade or just roll the dice or take the second quarterback that they want just because their guys do kind of play hard. Like, they Gatorade bath their coach today. Well, I think there are two teams right now with limited amount of wins, and we've been talking about the Broncos forever, and this is why I kept saying, like, I – Everyone's hammering the the fucking Browns like minus four to go on the road to Denver. Like Denver's two and six, but they've had they've been in every single game. Like they're gonna go five and eleven and not be blown at one time. The Dolphins, if you've watched them the last month, their effort level has been elite. Like they are playing. If they had good players, you'd be like they'd be just be a good team. They are playing their ass off. When you watch the Jets and the Bengals, like do they even want to be here? And now. The, the Darnold thing from I'm seeing ghosts the last couple weeks, he's kind of turned into Jameis. Like, that is a Jameis-type play, you know? You can say, well, I, you know, I couldn't lift my arm. Well, yeah, it's just you can't. That's a play shitty quarterbacks do. And now this Gase thing, is he a one-and-donner? Oh. It's getting pretty ugly, guy. Do you think I, would I don't think, but it's getting pretty ugly. Do, what costs more, buying him out or Willie Taggart? I think I read 17 on Willie Taggart. And a half. I saw Willie Taggart tweet. Not including his staff. 
as someone that got bought out for like 15,000 or whatever my number was, I, I can't even imagine how, and I get you look like a failure or whatever. Yeah. You want to work, it, but it's like, yeah, he was classy yeah. in his statement. Yeah. No if, kidding. If you ever want to be a failure, make me a 17 and a half million dollar failure guy. Cause I'll take that fucking all day long. Do you think now, it would suck? And I get you got ego and pride and all that, Do you? but it but, ain't that bad. Do you think you'd have the guts, John? To have a classy state, to put out a classy statement after that seventeen and a half million dollar buyout. I'll tell you what I'm not going to do is put out anything that's going to jeopardize one penny of that money. Did you see uh, Brett Bielema? Because I read an article today about I think it was Pete Thamel or one of those guys that just like a college football Saturday night Sunday morning. It was talking about how bad Arkansas is. Like Chad Morris, their coach, has not won an SEC league game. Like how impressive it was that Brett was winning six or seven games there. Yeah, and just it's a disaster there, and um, it, like they hired their guy after he had his first and only winning season, and he was under five hundred in the AAC, whatever, blah blah blah. But they're playing; they are paying Bielema like two eighty a month, <laughs> two hundred eighty grand a month. Yeah, and there's like this guy if he gets fired, they have to pay him, even though I don't think he's making a ton of money. But don't but you I just imagine? I just pretty well on Bielema. Like, what is Bielema's dinner? Like, is Bielema ever just eating cereal for dinner? Or is it just, is life just too good to allow that to happen? Well, how much do you think the Patriots are paying Bielema? Not the going rate for a D-line coach, probably, right? With him making that much money. You're right, he is working, so he's probably not eating cereal for dinner. But isn't he kind of a sneaky name of, wouldn't you hire him to be your head coach? Like, he's clearly not bad. Yeah. In the right situation. Right. Would you hire him to be your NFL coach, Brett Bielema? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Right now, as I'm looking at Twitter, a photo of Baker wearing like this overcoat with like a white T-shirt and a scarf and a mustache. It's just it's going around like crazy, and people are talking about what he looks like. Well, I think this Fargo year's somewhat, season four. It's been an indictment on like the poor organizations and the good ones, right? They've just the Chiefs lose their starting quarterback, dislocates his knee. They beat the Vikings today, and all of a sudden they're six and three. It's been a, they've had a ton of injuries. The Jets lose a quarterback by about the second week. Gase hates his entire team. He wants to trade everybody. Here's my thing with Adam Gase. Like, Adam, when are you going to like a player? Because right now, wouldn't you imagine he's down on Sam? Yeah. He's one of those guys that feels like that never blames himself. And the Jets are just... Like, got to give the Bills a little credit, right? They're a much better run and just feel like much more just of a seamless operation, you know, even in some weird, like it's not like Josh Allen's been knocking out of the park, but they're just well coached. They're tough. They have a vision. feels like the Jets got no clue what's going on or the Browns, you know, that we're even talking about being one and done is just, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians, who is established himself. He knows what he's doing. He can't even really overcome Tampa and he's trying. Like they'll have some games where it's like, God, there's, 40 to 40 in overtime against the Seahawks. But ultimately, he just they don't have any players and Jameis is, does stupid shit. Like if you gave Bruce Arians the Cleveland Browns, would they be a lot better? Or yes. this is probably the question. Or was was Baker bound to just maybe he's overhyped. And well, maybe a lot his better hype was maturity. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know if they'd have any more wins they'd have, but I just think their franchise would be in a better place. Because I think the one thing that would be fair to be critical of Baker on the commercial thing 
would be like, did he dedicate himself to the craft like all the top guys do over the offseason? Of just giving everything he has. Because that's, it's just, it's a shitty job in the sense that you don't have a life, really. And it sure seems like Baker had a pretty good life. Uh, Here's another Brown story for you, John. Browns player Jermaine Whitehead got his Twitter suspended 15 minutes after losing to the Broncos. And somebody screen grabbed. This is from, uh, who tweeted this? Sports Nation, Ohio. You're saying he got his Twitter suspended by Twitter? So, Dustin Fox tweets, Whitehead's effort tackling today is a joke. Hashtag Browns. Jermaine Whitehead tweets at him like two hours later. Come get it in, blood bitch, made ass. Little boy, I'm out here with a broken hand. Don't get smoked, fuck-ass cracker. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't Dustin Fox work for the team? On the sidelines, John. On the (laughs) sidelines. So who suspended him? Twitter? Must be, because he tweeted. He's been tweeting. I guess he was tweeting this to a lot of people. Let me know when you need the address. He tweeted at somebody if we're to find him. And then give me a time and a place. Somebody else said, you suck. And then he's like, 80 Lou Groza Boulevard, Berea, Ohio, 44017. Any effing day of the week. Why does it feel like the AFC North is always good for, uh, I Paint dare you, on you site. show up. I, I might have fucking cocked and loaded. And you're right. Twitter suspended is because he's threatening people. Like, is he going to shoot someone? Like, they have to take They don't. You just have to take it seriously. Like you start, you start giving out your address. Like, is this guy serious? So would you say he handled the loss well? No. Would you imagine he's on the team Tuesday? No. <laughs> would you imagine he has cut like by tonight? They've announced they've released this guy. Uh, does that happen in the NFL? Where they play today? Uh, a Denver. So they yeah. got to fly home. You, you wouldn't leave him there. You probably fly him there. You cut him when. You, yeah, you. I think you could release just to like they're going to be getting some bad pub by this. I mean, they have a player threatening to kill people. Even the, though, listen, maybe I'm, you know, but you you could just argue you just this? have a guy you just have a guy flying off the handle. Yeah, he, well, he's what's this guy's name? Uh, is it Jermaine Whitehead? I'm not sure. I I've closed it out. Yeah, he's a safety for the Browns. I'm just trying to like, like, was he there? Yeah, the question, you're right. If he's not good, he's cut. Yeah, he's an undrafted guy, first year on the Browns. I I, I would imagine he's a nobody. He has started, you know, a handful of games in his NFL career. Now that was college. He's never even started an NFL game. So he's a marginal backup type player, right? He's done. Like, you can't be marginal backup practice squad guy. Beyond losing your cool. Because I would say this is the other problem for the Browns. I would say the Browns, obviously the Raiders would be up there. Like They do feel like they have a strong contingent on Twitter of just a lot of fans that live all over the country. And their fandom is a little angry. And that's what happens when you see a lot of losing. And I think they tweet at players a lot. And obviously when you lose a lot, it's not positive things. And I always give, like, LeBron credit on this one, how he never responds to anything. I mean, I respond to everything, kind of, but kind of messing around, but still, I respond. Like, I give you some credit when you've... LeBron's never responded to anything. Like, Durant just daily responding to shit. Like, I, I understand Kevin. Like, he's bored, he's got his phone in his hand. It's understandable. I'm honestly shocked that this doesn't happen more often, of just, especially younger players, you just... 
you have a day and you see something that just triggers you. And so I, I used to do this, not like I'll kill you, but just swear at people that's just stupid now, like I wouldn't even do. That I could see a player you don't even realize, like this is, you know, I'm just shocked it doesn't happen more often. Yeah. Tweets that you're just like, what did he tweet? I'm going to kill you to like Joe Blow with 30 followers. And that's legitimately his address. I mean, we know it is. Like, clearly he's pissed. Well, it sounds like, isn't that the team address, maybe? 80 Lou grows away. Oh, you're right. Berea. So maybe. He gave the practice facility. Uh, uh, go to the office that says Freddy Kitchens and I'll beat your ass. Your name's on the list, so just tell him you're here to see me. So, like, yeah. the list is like 37 people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, I mean, the Eagles and the Bears. I saw a tweet today. Somebody said, is is Matt Nagy going to bench his quarterback and keep his team or keep his quarterback and lose his team? He had one passing yard at halftime. One passing yard. Did they have a game like this last year where like half the halftime was like a net zero or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think they've had it a couple times. He was 10 of 21 for 125 yards. Uh, I'll be lying if I say I watched a lot of this game. I did watch the final drive when Philly got the ball back with like four or five minutes left. The Bears, you know, and they get three or four first downs. Like Chuck Pagano, got it. he just got outclassed by Doug Peterson. I would say that. Like last year they had a historic defense and Mitch wasn't that good. But their defense was creating turnovers. They were getting sacks. Their defense has kind of been a shell of himself, and I think that speaks, guy, to the uh, to that tweet that you just read. Like, once your defense starts tapping out because they realize Mitch sucks so much, what do you do? I was texting with someone kind of in the know who has worked for them before, who doesn't mm-hmm. work for them anymore. Just like, what do you think Pace is going to do? Pat Taggy. And he said he would... <laughs> I wouldn't text him. He yeah, he's in a bad spot right now. He's kind of taking a lot of what shit. What a bad friend. You wouldn't yeah. text him now? Well, I mean, what am I going to say? Like, keep your head up. I mean, I'm going to say positive shit. Rooting for I, you, bud. Ball, yeah. Hashtag bald brotherhood. I would say just, hey, you want me to tweet out? You guys cut him? Because I will. Cut him right now. He stinks. He, he's not good enough. But the, Matt Nagy didn't pick this player. And people keep like, you're defending your guy. Listen, I, I hate their offense, guy. I don't like the base of a run game to be out of gun runs. It's that, that that's so soft. That's Chip Kelly spread. I I hate that. I I don't mind it on Sunday. I don't like to be that that to be my my go to run play on offense. I, I just Belichick has a fullback. Andy has a fullback. Kyle has a fullback. The best fucking coaches have fullbacks. Like just run out of the eye. We act like the eye formation is like the wing T. And I saw Matt say something or Spielman said last week. Or Slareth that Matt told him they didn't hire me to run the I formation. If that's true, like I'd say, Matt, that's insane. Like that's the I formation is not looked upon like the fucking Model T on the road now. Like you, it's it still functions. The best teams run the place. Do you, I, do you agree that if your gu, if gun run is your go to run play, you're just soft? It. Yeah, I agree. In the NFL, you're Chicago too. Like. Yeah, you can spread it out, but, like, they will appreciate you running it down people's throats physically. Physically, do that. The I format, they didn't hire you to... And I, I would imagine when they hired Matt Nagy, what, the most intriguing part was he's coming from Andy. They had really expanded with Alex, right, of, like, running, like, this 
kind of college style Utah. They want to do this spready thing with Mitch. Well, it doesn't work with Mitch. So you got to scrap that shit and try to do something else because this does not work. Now, you might be argued that nothing will work with Mitch, and there's probably a lot of truth to that. I, I but would what we kn- argue that, yeah. But once we do know now, would you say definitively that this is not working with Mitch? So it, you're not, what are you going to bench him for? The one problem with like benching Mitch, backups Chase Daniels. I would just try to do different shit with Mitch. Run him around. I don't know. I, you can't do what you're doing because you got no shot, none. I mean, the Eagles aren't that good, and all of a sudden the Eagles rat-a-tat two back-to-back wins, and well, they're probably feeling like, boom, we're not well, dead. Th- this is like what you were saying about the Steelers earlier. Even if they don't make the playoffs, are they just going to, in a bad year, go 8-8? Eight eight? I Eagles? thought about it. I thought about that today in the shower. Kind of sad, but it was like, so Doug Peterson's low moment's going to be 9-7 and seven maybe, where you just be like, wow, they had a million injuries and they had some bad offseason signings that immediately got hurt. If that's your worst, like, I'm feeling pretty good. At the end of the day, when I take a step back, take a deep breath, I go, god damn, we had some weird shit happen this year, and Doug, the fucking wheels didn't fall off. Like, isn't that a pretty big sign of just, if the wheels don't fall off when weird shit's happening in a season? It's, it's uh, it, I, I, I think, think it's, it's like I was saying this to somebody the other day, and we say it all the time about the I, college football coaches for sure, right? When you check a guy's football reference for coaches and you just look back, what were their bad years? It's like, oh, eight wins. That's a bad year? I think you can really judge guys over their lows over six or eight or 10 year stretch. And it applies to the NFL too. I mean, that's why like Andy's last year in Philly was so, it was like, just look at the body of work. I mean, Ron well, that, Rivera. That, that's where I think the, they both. That's where I, th- that's where I think they both came to the. Like it was just time. Right. You know, it was just clear. It was time. You know. Because it was it, so out of the ordinary, is what I'm saying. Though it was just. Like what? What has Andy been in Kansas City? What Andy is right? Just a winner. Now, is he going to win a Super Bowl eventually? I don't know. You'd lean with every year that's passed. It gets more difficult. But he's clearly one of the best. Like Sean Payton had some years. Remember when they were like seven and nine, and Breeze was throwing for five thousand yards. And you'd been like, well, they have the worst defense in the league. If they could ever just get a functional defense, watch out. Then Sean's like, well, how about this? I'll raise you one. Let us get a top five defense. Watch what happens. What happens? They boom, playoffs every year. Last year, NFC Championship. They they fucking outplayed them. There was such an egregious error. They had to change a rule the year later because of that game or else they win it, right? And that rule is for a whole other topic. It's kind of all fucked up. But, like, clearly the Saints, you know what they are these last three years? Remember, they beat Cam two years ago in a playoff game. Last year, they make it to the NFC Championship game, and it took the craziest play like we've ever seen in a playoff game with Diggs and that walk-off touchdown two years ago in Minnesota. Like, they've had a pretty good little three-year stretch now that they get a good defense. Like, this is this is who Sean Payton is. With a good team, he doesn't just win. He comes for fucking blood. That would be the knock on Andy. Like, is his team good enough this year? I, I would say no unless Mahomes is 100% healthy. Did you see the report today? Glazer said, it's crazy how medicine works and doctors think, that when you dislocate a knee, that if you do anything physical in 21 days of that dislocated knee, mm-hmm. you're 40 to 50% likely to dislocate the knee again. Wow. But after that 21-day mark, it goes down to 10% and under. Wow. So that was a big reason today that they were like, they were never going to do it. But that that kind of number was 
they were just doing it kind of for competitive reasons, right? Like yeah. not telling whether he was going to start or whatever. Isn't it kind of crazy how those percentage? Like, is that really true? And maybe it's just the strengthening of the muscles back. Like, it, it might not be that crazy. It's just like it's like a you cut your face within three days, you can still see the cut there, but in two weeks, it's just your body overcomes, right? It's just a survivor. Every part of your body organisms. You like that medical talk? Yeah, yeah, I do. You know yeah, what I'm I mean, saying? I, like, my I question don't know is whatever just, was, the things was are there... that holds the knee thing together. Yeah, Cartilage, the ligaments. Would, yeah. Was there a? I mean, it might. It seems like a pretty hard thing to have like a real in-depth study on. But uh, you'd probably take rats and just dislocate their legs. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, it's that. <laughs> maybe it is that. It's like how long until rats did not have a hundred-yard rushing game? Seven of the seventy percent of rats who moved their knees within twenty-one days were retired and out of the league. Did you send me the stat? It was either since he's been in Minnesota or like his last three seasons that Kirk Cousins. Might have just been since he's in Minnesota, trailing going into the fourth quarter I did against not all these teams. Set. It was just no. like L, 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 L. It was like eight L's and one tie. And today's a good example of like, God, is something off? Now, this is the risky part with the hamstring injuries. Thielen played today after not playing for like three weeks. And by the end of the first quarter, he was out hamstring. So it's like... And they even mentioned on the broadcast, I forget who the hmm. who the guy was calling the game. I think it was a former receiver or form, definitely a former player. And it was like, well, you know, the great it's easier at practice because you never really stop running. Mm-hmm. Like there's always just drills. You're just going – like in a football game, you warm up, you play, you go in the locker room, you come out. Even if you're on the first series, well, then you go off for – you just – there's a lot – the ebb and flow is not like practice – so you can feel, I'm 95%, I, I feels normal. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck. Because you just don't stay fresh, you know? Especially if it's a little cold outside. Yeah. But that's a big loss for Minnesota if he's out, right? Like if he, if he, I just tell you Adam Thielen becomes kind of a shell of himself in and out of the lineup for the rest of the year, you're like, well, I don't. Part of them being really potent was Thielen, Diggs, and Cooks. It feels like then, Cousins needs the elite guys around him. Yeah, and then Cousins yeah. kind of riding them like secretariat to the playoffs. Right. That's that's not a great loss today if you're playing Matt Moore. You go, we got them with Matt Moore? Or is it just like, well, you look at the last two weeks, the Chiefs have been pretty good with Matt Moore. I, I think you could look at it probably either way. I think the hard part about Minnesota is you're like, well, we got them, the Packers got them both out Mahomes, and we lost and they won the game. Right, and also I think you also, like you just think about that second wild card. Now you're down to the Rams. You've got, obviously forget about the division winners, but three, it feels like two of the division winners are locked in in the South and the West. The Niners and the Saints. Like, it'd be an upset at this point. There a chance the West gets both the wild card teams in? That's what I'm saying. So, now Carolina's also 5-3. and three. Minnesota's 6-3. and three. But Seattle's 7-2. and two. The Rams beat Carolina. And I don't think Seattle's played them yet. Because that's the one thing that's unique about this year is the schedule. The NFC West plays the NFC South. So there's going to be head-to-head with all these teams. Hmm. The Rams beat them week one. The Niners beat them. And I don't know when Seattle plays them. but Or did Seattle already play them? I don't think they did. You're talking about the Panthers. I'm talking about the Panthers. That's where the tiebreakers kind of come into play, you know? Because you go, well, Minnesota, the NFC West is not going to play Minnesota, right? They play them in two weeks. They play In Carolina. Seattle? Yeah, Seattle's 
Who does Seattle play in the NFC North? They play any of those teams? Play the Vikings. When? The first weekend, like uh, in a month. So those two games are huge, right? So Seattle's got some fucking huge games the next Wait, month. I, sorry, I was wrong about the Panthers. So they play the Panthers December 15th, the Vikings December 2nd. So they play them two weeks apart. When's their second Niner game? Second to last game? Uh, No, it's the last game. When did the Niners play the Rams? Second to last game? Yeah, I think mm. so. They go Rams, Seattle. Right. Correct. So C- Seattle's looking at themselves like, we still control a lot of our own destiny, right? Yeah. We Large, Largely because they still play the Niners twice. And, and they play Minnesota and Carolina. So those are enormous games. The, you'd say the NFC... All these teams kind of play each other down the stretch, right? Seattle still's got to play LA. LA still got to play Starts another this game week. with the Niners. Starts this week. Where it doesn't really necessarily feel like that in the AFC. Now that if Baltimore win or lose, it's clear they're kind of interesting, right? When you say that the AFC is kind of New England. Correct. Uh, I mean, KC feels a little more vulnerable I, yeah they do I, is it just New England well I mean put it this way if this we're recording this Sunday night if the Ravens win the Ravens beat the Patriots and are 6-2 and two. so you would say they still technically have a chance to get the number one seed right because it's like is Lamar Jackson going to go into Spoxborough and win that would be the difference now the Patriots be 8-1 and one with a ton of games left the one thing that benefits them is they play the one counter argument always to Belichick and Brady. Well, they do have the AFC East. And you're like, well, there is some validity there. I mean, they literally have a team that's tanking. And then Jets aren't trying to tank, but they actually indirectly are tanking. And they just lost to the tanking team. So you got you got four games that if you had to go, who could be your easiest four games if you are going to be in a division? You would pick the AFC East, right? Because even, like, the Redskins and the Giants are just like, well, Saquon can go nuts, and the Redskins, you know, their defense isn't terrible. But, again, we're picking the shit off the bottom of the shoe. Somebody might have already made this correction listening to it earlier, but I I thought it was Kelechi. I guess the NFL Network accusation was Trent Williams. That's what it was. I thought it it made sense that it was Kelechi, but... It did. Two right. really pre- crazy situations. At least if it's Trent Williams, the NFLPA's got your back, you know, when you went through cancer. And uh, <laughs> I, got a te- I got a text from someone in the So NFL here's the – I guess Charlie Casserly is the one that said something. What did he say? Suggested that uh, – Casserly said that Williams was told three years ago that the growth in his head should be biopsied, but he never scheduled the procedure. Casserly also said that Williams' complaints are about money. Then he, du- I'm reading Florio. Then he dusted off the old uh, "get off my lawn and sign a contract" take from old school football types. The bottom line is he was advised to have this thing surgically removed to analyze it three years ago, and he never made an appointment. And I think the counter would be like, "Oh, Casserly used to be a Redskin. He's just shilling for his former doctor buddies." Probably the counter of like the players. Anyway, because I I don't just necessarily believe the NFLPA. I don't know. I I just yeah, know it's a fucked up situation. Uh, you want to talk about USC on the next pod? Uh, sure. Or do you want to really talk about it right now? No, I can talk about it. We're already we're good. Okay. 
All right, we'll talk about the U.S. Actually, some good college football stuff this week. Uh, Raiders on Thursday night. So it's we a good got, week. I mean, USC, Utah, right? Or, I mean, excuse me, Utah, Oregon lining up for the Pac-12 championship to be pretty big. It is lining up that way. It is lining up that way. But uh, Oregon, Penn State, Rose Bowl wouldn't suck. That'd be pretty sweet, especially wow. if James, if like the USC's target, all the reports are like targeting James Franklin. They could be. I already got, you know. Now, it sucks because that game doesn't mean anything, right? That's not a playoff game. It's true, but it is the one major bowl game that still has some cachet to it. Especially if you're Oregon. You know, he'd want to win that. That'd be a big win for them. Because it's basically going to be whoever. It's going to be Ohio State or Penn State, more than likely, right? That's how it's kind of looking. Whereas automatically Wisconsin, because they might... You know, Penn State's in their bracket. I don't know exactly how that works. That, to me, is the key. Who who they play. Penn State would be the best one. Or Michigan wouldn't suck either. Who's kind of a lot. Michigan. Yeah. yeah, if they played Michigan, that means they'd play Michigan. Well, do they play Ohio State week one next year? Or week two? I think it's week two. Okay. That'd be pretty crazy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.